get a, like a cube head. Yeah, uh, especially because he's always looking down. Kind of, he's got to work on that. <laughs> like, he's always, he always looks up. You wouldn't know, right? <laughs> well, hi everybody. Welcome to episode forty-one of the discussion five. Uh, there we are talking about poor Jeff Blaschel. Because what else is there to talk about anymore? But his bald head. Uh, we are here to give you the five most pressing matters for the Detroit Red Wings every Monday and Thursday morning. Thanks to uh, us, the Brothers of Discussion, and the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, find the Brothers of Discussion at bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, find the Twitter for this show at bodhockey. I am Matthew Klink. You can find me at Klinkmad on Twitter, and that's my brother, Michael underscore Klink, uh, at Michael underscore Klink. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Um, Jesus, as the Brothers of Discussion, Instagram, we are brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And all that conversation is a combination of Red Wings talk and pro wrestling. Uh, that's right. Every Thursday morning, uh, please sign up uh, if you're a wrestling fan. Go to the Brothers of Discussion. We're we're having fun. We're talking about uh, John Cena and Undertaker going at it for the first time ever. And then a minute later, we go, oh, oh wait, that... Uh, Fuck, that just happened to, uh, the two years ago. Right. Uh, no, we're really good at talking about wrestling. Um, honestly, Mike, that has been eating at me every day. I Still am stuck like, in the crowd. Why, don't, why didn't I go back and just delete that? But I, I think it's better that when we fuck up like that, we post it online so everybody knows the truth. Anyway, uh, more truth. Go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com to check out every team everywhere. Uh, we've got shows for every hockey team. Uh, we've got one coming for uh, whatever, you know, the Kraken or whatever they're going to be. That That's coming along. Uh, we've also got Tales with TR uh, joining former Montreal Canadiens first-round draft pick Terry Ryan as he talks about the sport of hockey, brings out various guests that shares tales of his life and professional hockey career. Woo! It's at Terry Ryan 20 for the host, Mike Hickey's the uh, producer at Hickey, Mike. Uh, we also go Ice Analytics Podcast every Friday at HockeyPodNet. Uh, that's about it. All right, let's jump into this bullshit, Mike. Uh, Hold on. Before we jump into that, yeah. is the new team in Seattle really going to be called the Kraken? I think that would be baller as hell, but uh, what do you think? Um, I, I think uh, a Kraken is definitely a really cool mascot, but it does leave you open for a lot of immature jokes about filling a Kraken. That, that's true, and I think that makes the selection even more fun. <laughs> this is gonna be like yes. uh uh fuck man you know pac-man uh you know we don't want him to be a like a fuck man we we don't <laughs> i think that's what we're trying to avoid but you sound I guess like anything anything that gets the nhl in the news right you, you you sounded like uh scott pilgrim trying to explain that the second time <laughs> scott pilgrim versus the world of flowers just walked by right. that's what it sounded like yeah <laughs> I lost my cool on that one. <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, paku, paku. Anyway. Well, yeah, the, the conversation there is, like, uh, they might have just thrown out Kraken to see, like, what the response was on social media. Like, um, you know, did people just... an uproar of positivity. Right. That's a great name. It's like the Seattle Cthulhu's. Like, that would be incredible. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I Yeah, a lot of people, uh, there's... I, I can't believe how mixed it is. And uh, some of the people I listen to and read their stuff and and i thought i could trust uh they hate it and i, I just i don't get it I, I don't understand the hate they want um sockeye because it's a fish or a fish? Uh, bigfoot right a dumb 
a dumb a fish. fucking fish, right? <laughs> a fish. We, we have to put up with the Toledo walleye. Uh, not intimidating at all. Uh, it's stupid, uh, stupid looking I mean, fish. Maybe if you like cooked it and then covered it in walnuts and you had a nut allergy, that would be an intimidating mascot. You know, a lot yeah. of people allergic to nuts. Uh, but I don't know if a lot of people cover sockeyes in walnuts. So I don't know if that's as intimidating as walleye <laughs> covered in walnuts. Mm. Mmm, sockeye and walnuts. Um, we just had a Valentine's Day, man. I heard you're taking the wife out. You gonna have some sockeyes and walnuts? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, no, I, we're, <laughs> I mean, we are hoping. Now, you know, we're we're in Michigan. We're gonna go to the the Detroit uh, based steakhouse, uh, Black Rock, where you get to cook um, your your steak on the 800 degree volcanic rock. Super stoked for nice. that. I, I don't know. It's one of my fa- That's favorite what going places out to, to go. That's all about, cooking your own food. Uh, so, man, <laughs> the Red Wings are in a, just a, another one of their awful runs here. Yeah. I'm going to throw you a uh, a line change question here because we have a hot tag in wrestling. I, we're still in development here, but we're going to call these quick questions. Yeah, too I, much preamble. For a second, but, I was like, all right, uh, Jeff Lashell did a line change a lot we, in this game. We, uh, we stink. Yeah. Matt. We gotta be doing some trading, get rid of some uh, some of these older folks, right? Trying to get some young guys up here. Yeah. If you're gonna do a rebrand, just rebrand it a little bit. What is the most you'd be willing to do for the Red Wings? I don't think I understand that question at all. Uh, am I moving someone, gotta, or am I I'm changing? Thinking, I'm thinking like, am I? Uh, are we not the Red like, Wings look anymore? At, uh, look at that. We're, We're the, changing the uh, team name. Detroit Kid the Rocks. Detroit Sack Guys. Yeah. <laughs> the Detroit Kid the... Rocks. Uh, we're going to only sell his beer. Uh, you'll get... You know what? The, I'm uh, going to be the Detroit uh, Brown Trout. I don't know about <laughs> you, but... The, the percentage of folks in our generation will, will drop severely uh, attending the games. But uh, they'll get the old folks showing up. Uh, you'll get that DTE energy crowd uh, that... Uh, not the energy crowd. I mean, DTE energy... <laughs> Uh, outdoor stadium crowd uh, that just loves to down Kid Rock beer for a dollar when he shows up. So I, I, I think that's the best way to rebrand, get people, you know, kind of go like to the Pistons a few years ago when Gores first took over and you had all these cool rappers doing halftime shows. Like, get everybody's mind off hockey. Just get them wasted. Uh, did you see in the XFL that the the beer cup snake that went up like a whole section a beer cup snake? Yes. Everybody that attended in a section, they they connect. This is how interested they were in the game. And this is what the Red Wings <laughs> got to be thinking. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like uh, an entire, like that large of a group of people that have never met. And they all took their beer cups and snaked it. Like one cup into another and snaked it up the entire section. Think about how many beer cups that would take, first of all. Think, that is a lot of beer cups to go up an entire football stadium section from bottom to top. And then, they, you know, and everybody's cooperating. You've got, like, as you watch the video, I highly recommend checking this out. You've got maybe every fourth person is not having a good time with this as the snake goes up on their shoulder and they're like, I guess I should probably pitch in and hold it. But then you've got, like, the super drunk guy that's at the top, like grabbing cups from everybody and putting it into the top of the snake. Oh my god! Oh, that's what the Red Wings got to start thinking. If we're talking about rebranding, let's let's forget yeah. that there's a hockey game going on because apparently the Red Wings forget uh, about the second period too. Um, yeah. 
but we yeah, let's go. getting that first goal and then collapsing. Uh, but I can think <laughs> of one idea, man. Okay. You know, I, people love the colors, the red and the white. They love the logo. I'm fine with that. But what I want to do is I want to double the logos. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have the same winged wheel, right? And okay. We're just going to mirror it. So you're going to have two. And then we're going to shrink them down. <laughs> and then we're going to put a third one that's a little bit smaller centered between those two and then beneath that we're gonna have a, a big smile and we're gonna be the the red grins <laughs> all right is everybody keeping up but <laughs> so it's uh... <laughs> everybody with me we got three winged wheels and then a smile and then instead of the red wings it'll kind of make a happy face with the uh logo that you have come to know and love all and right. we're gonna make it a more family-friendly program and we're gonna be the red grins so we're i like it because anything smile. anything that pushes our conversation to talk about uh to talk Not about this. these two games uh boston and then the uh the pittsburgh game where we just kind of went so we were, we were planning on watching the entire pittsburgh game and then well you, you gotta get in the news matt like you know philly had gritty we could have grinny so he's got oh, a yeah. big red wing logo and a smile. That's his I, face. I thought you were building out like the uh, the new Robert Pattinson uh, Batman, where he's got now he's got like it looks like he took oh. a gun and cut it in half, and that's his. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, stop, yeah. <laughs> stop talking to me like I'm. Oh yeah, oh, I like that oh, idea. I like that idea actually. <laughs> we should Photoshop that. Put a couple of winged wheels on Batman. <laughs> well, anyway, we are we are recording uh, the uh, during. I, I guess there's only a minute left now, but we started taking our notes with uh, the third period just getting underway. We we almost started recording about midway through the second because this this yeah. did not need uh, a total analysis from top to bottom. Uh, I I I I am surprised, Mike. Uh, I'll say because a lot of this is baloney and we, we did a great job here actually um what do you call that um when you uh oh man which word are you looking for what's going on let's uh, talk it out all right yeah let's figure this out because i hate i i just am despising talking red wing hockey i do want to say beautifully uh because yeah. we're recording this uh you know we're the red wings you know usually human blood is red when it gets oxidized but this has been just a black and yellow bloodbath uh, this weekend. Good mm. God, it was so bad today for Hockey Day in America. They immediately cut to the next game as soon as the 0-0-0 hit. Then they show, like, player of the game, gloves being bumped. They immediately said, oh, there's Kreider from the Rangers. What's going to happen? What the hell? It's not even, they're not even off the ice. Like, it's not, they barely did the whistle. They stopped I, it with, like, 0-1. I thought of the word. The huge okay. announcement filibuster there we go <laughs> um, that's a good word yeah. footing also another good one yeah uh, well yeah so <laughs> these two games uh that we want to talk about are, 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 are just gone so terribly wrong and let's not let's not ignore the fact mike that we also got shellacked by the new jersey devils okay having one of their worst seasons and getting ready to draft uh first again at least being in the running just like uh just like us but yeah. um Mike, the black and yellow yellow bloodbath. Uh, just, well, I mean, what is there to say? Uh, it's just the the only thing I I, I want to pull out because uh, the expected goals we get destroyed. Thirty seven percent. The expected goals for percentage is thirty seven percent. So then, uh, if you guys remember, we went into detail last week with that 
describes and that that yeah. is the amount of goals that should be scored in that game what is the percentage the red wings are going to get boom there you go uh f- for the uh, expected goals today it's uh at least the last i looked was at 1.58 to 1.82 so we, a- we actually we did better but mike this f- this is the interesting part is that it looked worse <laughs> both games looked bad but this looked even worse yeah Oh, excuse me. And I guess that might be because Pittsburgh really did just give up. Um, but even like even now, I'm I'm taking a look, and this this is the part that is so confusing: is the high danger uh, scoring chances are in our favor. We had more high danger scoring chances. We walk away with one goal. Mike, two things. This this is why I, I'm coming up to this point. This highlights how far away. We are, and why nobody is safe. Why we shouldn't look at anybody on this team and go, I don't know, oh, this I guy's got to stick around. I'd really think about cap hits at this time of year. Oh, my know. God. Yeah, let's, I We're going to get into that in a minute. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's so many different this, – this is the fun part of analytics, right? You, you have the stat, and if you just report it, who gives a fuck? But when you've got you've got all these different uh, analytics now and statistics that exist, and remember, it's an analytic once you uh, start to mess with it and formulate a narrative around it. Uh, it's a statistic before then, and I, I always think it's funny when you look at the uh, the website will label itself as an analytics website, and all it really does is show you statistics. Anyway, yeah. uh, <clears throat> that's a pet peeve of mine. We win the high danger scoring chance. Uh, battle so that's like one of the things like throughout the season where you go well damn of course we suck look at how badly like the like the other team just has such an easy time getting in front of the net and and you know you could uh one of the things that can skew this a little bit is is like special teams goals but they only had one uh pittsburgh so we're looking we're looking at four to one and in regards to even strength uh goals and we win the high danger scoring chance. We're actually, Mike. It's almost fifty-fifty. The expected goals by the end of this game. Now that now that the uh, the game is finally complete, and we have all the uh, stats here. And this is just like the last episode, coming from the natural stat trick. So what we need to pull from this is how terrible our defense is, how terrible our goaltending is, and and God bless Bernier for standing on his head for so long, but. Um, Man, folks, still hanging on that Jimmy Howard uh, bandwagon. And when he turns in a good period of no goals, they're like, Jimmy's back. No, no, it's done. Um, but also, from the forward perspective, they're they're well, there. They're in front of the net, Mike. It says we had 10 high-danger scoring chances. Yeah. We had one goal out of that. That's pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's uh, – I, I, we have enough of a, a resume at this point for the past couple seasons to say uh, it wasn't some puck luck. You know, it was some bad puck luck. It's like, at this point, no, we, we know who's on the roster. We know the skill level. And I'd actually like to ha- kind of harp on one statistic. I wonder if that's something that Iserman looks at when he's, you know, thinking about whether or not to re-up or keep Lashel. Because at some capacity, he's got to be, you know, coaching these guys to get in the right spots and get those opportunities. Right. But we I just don't have guys point. cashing them in. Mike, I love you to death. That is such a great point. Boom. That Gross. is such a great point. I, I mean, and and as we've gone through the season, we've we've seen that we we don't always win the high danger scoring chance uh, battle. 
And part of this, again, is it goes into the third period 5-1, to one, but we already were winning the high-danger <laughs> battle. So I, I, what we're doing right now is building a case <laughs> to one of our later topics that's going to be about uh, – it came from the Detroit Free Press. And, and we can kind of – hey, there's Mike's webcam. Hey, Mike. Oh, why'd you turn that on? Yeah, hey. (laughs) Um, That's kind of funny. But we're building this case against the Detroit Free Press and their stupid article about uh, Steve Eiserman's options. And it it, it is a list of options, Mike, that could have been written six months ago uh there's there's like really nothing taken into consideration here but like who's got a year left on their contract uh who like as a red wings fan like who are you okay letting go of and and i i do hate the hot take sort of articles that come out from any sort of blog or or news reporting site but come on this is some pretty cold lukewarm bullshit here uh and and again the case that we're building here with uh with us winning the expected goals and still getting destroyed five to one and this is just maybe one narrative to pull from these statistics but it it is it is just that that top-down lack of talent and even uh mantha today getting involved in the high danger scoring chances. And, and we're going to talk in a second here how much a guy like Mantha adds to the team, but it's just, what what do you do? What, what do we, <laughs> what else can you do? But yeah. prevent the other team from getting high danger scoring chances. You get those quality scoring chances and you still get destroyed. And um, I don't, let me, let me build my case a little bit further, Mike. Um, uh, I, I guess, I'm I'm saying that anybody should be up for grabs, but I guess I you could you could take what I'm about to say and and just turn it right around on me and go well then you don't get rid of Anthony Manta. So here's what I'll, I'll keep talking and I apologize. But uh, since his return, our expected goals for have been up uh, or have been above one every game. And you might laugh at that and say, well, get, expected goals is one goal a game. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you go through the entire season, that that is sort of where that score is going to hover around, uh, especially with a team like the Red Wings that is playing so tight. And when you see them play a little bit more open, that's the only time that number goes up. So it's all it's all kind of based on what the coaching strategy is. So we're still playing a tight game, but instead of being below one, which we have been for a while, we're now above one. That's that's Anthony Mantha. Since he's been back, that's where we're at. <laughs> Uh, kind of taking that step forward, uh, the high danger scoring chances have seen an increase. And Mike, why is that? Well, we've got more balance, and Jeff Blashill trusts his team a little bit more. So with that balance, he starts to kind of release uh, the reins a little bit, and uh, he's going to let his forward lines kind of get a little bit closer, take a few more chances, and yeah. uh, get right up uh, on Matt Murray or whomever. Mike, yeah. also... I would, combine, uh, I would just combine two things, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> What you're saying is exactly true, and then uh, you combine the eyeball test. It's terrifying to think of this team without Mantha. I, yeah. I think if you get rid of them, it would have to be an absolute home run, like somebody mortgaging their future, like three first-round picks. Like that's that's what it would take to move that guy. And I, I absolutely you can barely agree. field an offensive team with what we have with Mantha. It did not have them. Woo! That would be uh, <laughs> that would be just a rough rough viewing like viewership for the rest of the seat like unwatchable hockey for the last you know 30 games completely unwatchable 
Well, and, and I want to throw out there too, like the, the high danger scoring chances increase for Philpola, Abdulkader, and Glenn Denning, Helm. Everybody's high danger scoring chances have gone up since Mantha's return. So everybody's seen at least at least like a hundred percent increase in yeah. their high danger scoring chances yeah. per game since he's returned. Uh, or at least that list of players. I shouldn't say everyone. Uh, he's a talent. Just please stay on the freaking ice, man. Right. Put him in a bubble. So well, let's let's talk about that. Do do we give? Uh, you know, where where am I going with this? I, I think ultimately I want to describe like <laughs> how far away we are from from being talented. Why it's still it's still part of the conversation for Mantha to be a part of the trade. Um, uh, he's he needs to be a part of the trade oh, like conversation. The block. Be- because like yeah, yeah, he needs to be a part of the trade conversation because he can't stay healthy, but he can make a difference for someone else right now. And I, I just don't see what even when he's on the ice, it's still not like we're making that big of a change. We need so many bodies that you know this argument goes two ways. We need so many bodies. Why do you get rid of Anthony Mantha? Well, he's got some injury problems, and who knows what we could collect in regards to draft picks? Like you said, Mike, if if it is. If you put him out there, you shop him around, and we can get back two or three draft picks, Mike, maybe, all right, maybe one more body. Maybe we get one body back. But, I mean, I just don't like the conversation that he is absolutely off of any sort of trade conversation. That's the point. That's the point I'm coming to. And, Mike, you want to highlight the other guy who uh, is inexplicably off of the Detroit Free Press's uh, list of guys that should be... Yeah, or could before be we move off Mantha, I mean, it's just a team like the Red Wings cannot afford to have their best player be hurt all the time. And because we're so devoid of talent, we need we need every, you know, all hands on deck. And it, it just, we already have precedent for a big body guy who they paid a lot of money to who never played again. And that impacted the cap and moves they could do in free agency and trades of players they could acquire for years to come. And that was Franzen. Yep, that was a guy we drafted, we developed, we liked him. He's a you know a, played a lot like Mantha, and you know he had a negative impact on the Red Wings for the most part because he he was he couldn't stay healthy. His body betrayed him. So you know, Mantha and Franzen had different injury types. Obviously, Franzen kept getting concussions. Um, I think you know he's obviously a little bit older when his injuries started. Uh, piling up and it, it's just is Mantha gonna as he gets older be healthier that's a great point that's why as, as valuable as he is like in this short window it's kind of like you want him to maximize his value because he has the track record of not being reliable and that he, he his body is not doing him any favors so if he can increase his value, that's might be a move Iserman's, you know, crosses his fingers for to see if somebody else wants to take that risk every season. We can't we can't afford to do that right now. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say the the peak for an NHL um, hockey player is twenty eight. So what we're saying is, with the investment coming up for Mantha, uh, he's twenty five right now. So we could get. We could get three good years out of him. But then how long are we doing the contract when we start to see him dip? We're talking about a guy who's who I I mean it would be I'd be hard pressed Mike to 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 agree with an argument that would say there isn't enough evidence to say he's injury prone, right? 
It'd be pretty right. tough for someone to come up with a good argument to say he's not. Um, so unless that's figured into his his cap, and uh, and again, and there isn't anybody coming up with like a very juicy deal, I obviously we hang on to him. We 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 see if we can make it work. But don't yeah, just don't just don't tell me that he's not that there's anybody on this team that can't be moved. No. No, um, especially this is a year that, you know, he's about to hit uh, restricted free agency. And when you're about to hit free agency, that's when you suck it up and you yeah. play your nuts off because, you know, you're about to sign that big money commitment. Even in this season, he's having trouble staying healthy. Right. And and you've got to be like, it's, it's a fun conversation to have uh, is who are the guys you don't move because that conversation exists for guys like Connor McDavid. That's a guy you don't move. That 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 goes without saying. Obviously, best in the league. But I yeah. don't think we're talking about anybody even near the Connor McDavid level of skill uh, on this team right now. And I think I think right now you've got a guy who could you could still kind of fib your way through a couple of draft picks. And if we're talking about a guy who you know you do think should be in the top three forwards he is a definite first line guy then of course if you were managing the team i I, you know go for it give him all you can but it does kind of feel like we're not looking at that like he makes the difference when he's out there but the injuries and just like where this team actually ends up game after game in the score and i just Sure, there's other pieces yeah. that need to be added for us to make a better judgment on what can he add to the team. But, um, you know... Yeah, I uh, mean, well, I, that start to the season was so magical. When we saw Mantha at the peak of his powers, he was right. healthy. You're like, my God, this has a trickle-down effect on the entire team. Everybody's playing better. But he's still part of this team when he's injured. He still has an impact when he's injured. If he's not out there, that means that there's that huge gap where he should be playing and that cap allotment is burned up on somebody who's unhealthy. Right. So, yeah, and, I, don't and again, wanna, uh, I don't know if we want to keep dwelling on this. Yeah, let's, um, let's move forward. We're starting I, to get the first uh, rumors here of, of uh, Red Wing trade. And let's say it's going to be our boy. Well, my boy, anyway. I don't think you're as high on him anymore because it was his... Uh, defensive shortcomings sometimes, especially in that Boston game. Woo-wee! Oh but, my god! Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do admire that he tried to fight Chara though. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, but Robbie Fabry uh, looks like he might be the first domino here. Uh, the deadline eight days away, Matt. Next Monday, but uh, potentially uh, going to Boston. And uh, I, I just really admired like the rumors coming in um, that it would be a second rounder and then like a conditional third. Yeah. Um, essentially, this is just this is just applause for Iserman, who turned Jacob De La Rose, who was a defensive forward, to put it nicely, um, turned him into a, a, you know a life raft in in Fabry because we've just you know it's almost impossible for this team to get a freaking puck in the net, um, and to somehow get you know future assets out of this guy, and not have to you know give him restricted free agency money. This would be an absolute home run if he can swindle this deal. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I think coming back to um, kind of that, that mindset that, that Iserman seems to be in, where we're always talking about uh, from the beginning, he, he could never put a finger on. I mean, I mean, not every GM 
would go out there and put a finger on the timeline. But uh, he always seemed so scared to answer that question about about the timeline of when will will we be competitive again? And um, I, I just that that that's where in my head. I mean, you just got to keep grabbing those draft picks because they're just there isn't enough like superstar young talent uh, even in. Even in the prospect farm, even though I guess we're ranked number nine, according to The Athletic, um, I think what we have to keep doing is playing that game to find a, some top six guys. There, there's you, you can't have a whole team of middle six, bottom six, fourth liners and go, hey, well, uh, we are number nine uh, on the athletics list of prospects. <laughs> so we, we did something right. No, it's not. You can't hang your hat on that. And um and you know what? Um, I, I thought about it too. Like, of course, of course, all of our guys in the Griffins are not top liners, um, or or at least when they're being projected out by those who who watch them all the time, they're 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 kind of like topping out at middle six and then uh, averaging as like third fourth liners. Um, of course, Mike. Why would you have a guy that's a first liner down in Grand Rapids? All right. Anyway, so that's me calling myself <laughs> out for being an idiot. But uh, I think I think it's still pretty fair to say that uh, if if there's a name to be excited about, we're excited about Moritz Sider. Um, but I just I I can't I can't get myself to wrap my head around anybody else right now. So draft picks, draft picks, draft picks. So Mike, let's make fun of the Detroit. Or wait, the Detroit Free Press, not the news. Oops, I wrote that wrong. Um, Stevie Wise options, Mike. And, and this is why it's so silly is that they did limit it to just these guys. And uh, you've got Athanasiu, Helm, Glenn Denning, Mike Green, and Bernier. And we've talked the last few weeks about how tough it's going to be to shop Bernier. Because best case scenario is you're trading him as a backup goaltender. And nobody's really going to give out a first round pick for a backup goaltender. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, you're kind of just trading for Bernier for insurance. So uh, basically, Mike, the problem here is this list of dudes ain't fetching you more than a second round pick, in my opinion. Um, Ooh, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be asking a lot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know what Steve's bringing into those negotiations. Uh, what kind of Jedi mind tricks? But I, I don't think that uh, we're getting first round picks out of a single man on this list. Um, I would. Some of these guys, I'd almost argue and say we'd have to give up a draft pick to get people to take these contracts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, they put. At, I know you mentioned them: the Ethicu, Darren Helm, Glendon, and Green. Um, you know, Mike Green and then uh, Bernier. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to put Bernier on this list. I, I don't think the value is going to equate to how important he is to us not being one of the most god-awful sports franchises of all time. Like, he, he's been such a superhero for us. And, the, like, the way he'd be treated on the market as a backup and with goalie value being as low as it is, there's there's – it's like, a, you know, an NFL running back. Like, no nobody puts value into these guys anymore except for, you know, bad teams. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense to let him go because then you're looking at even more Jimmy Howard or, you know, a, a young kid who – yeah, like Picard, clearly has who, not, you know, yeah. uh, proven that he should be at the NHL. Uh, Mike Green is going to be a tough move because you know he's clearly you know fallen off. Yeah, um, should have been moved last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got Glenn Denning. Uh, I think honestly, the how deep how deep is the NHL now? Is it four round drafts or is it five? 
how, um, how many you, how many rounds do you get yeah, oh seven oh seven yeah yeah i mean is it really worth it to get a you know a sixth round pick for glenn denning i i that he's probably worth more to us for his leadership because because somebody's got to you know be a veteran right. on this team and play a little you know defense from a from a forwards position um same with helm you know maybe somebody wants you know an extra speed guy on the penalty kill um it's so with this list man it's not should these guys be traded yeah pretty much the whole team should be on the table outside <laughs> of like you know larkin and Veronic. Uh, but it's like what value are you really getting out of a trade right that's that's why that's a harder list to make i think where the 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 return would equal to what is going out yeah, and I wish we had known that Bernier was going to have such a good, like, right in the middle to the end of the season. Oh, man, all those burps. Right right in the middle to the end of the season, because I think, I think Jimmy would have been moved right at the start, because that was one of the hot names going into the season. That was one of the names on the trade conversation uh, on the trade block for the Red Wings and, and across the NHL was keep an eye on Jimmy Howard getting moved, and then he had such a dog shit season for us there's just no chance and that that's that that's one of those things now where um Iserman did such a good job bringing in a Fabry and now possibly getting a couple of good draft picks uh for Fabry and and of course that doesn't mean he's gonna sign with the team he's going over to so he could still come right back over here if, uh oh wait I'm sorry he's a restricted restricted free agent never mind haha <laughs> just kidding anyway <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I I also wanted to make fun of the free press because they, they put the cap hit on there. Um, Mike, that, that should be the absolute last thing on our mind right now is, is the cap hit. Um, I, I think we just need to be picking up uh, assets that have some potential. And yeah. uh, again, this, this list is like looking at call-in radio. Like, you know, remember that uh, you and... Uh, our dad and myself, we used to always make fun of those people calling into, uh, you know, the ticket saying, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta put Brandon Inge and, and all of our shitheads together and then, uh, you know, trade for, I don't know why we're not trading for Malkin. Yeah. Right. Wait, if we packaged you... all these guys together, Mike, I think we could get Malkin. If we put Athanasiu, Helm, Glenn Denning, Mike Green, and Jonathan Bernier, how could the Penguins say no? It. You get a whole line. And a defenseman and a goalie. <laughs> we just get one forward. I oh, think the math adds up. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous how 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 badly we lose uh, that trade. I, they should totally go for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what this list looks like. Like a, a ton of no risk losses for us. I don't think you win not taking a risk. I don't think you make change in your in your. I mean, if it was this easy, Mike, if it was so easy to go. Yeah, you know, we're going to have to get rid of Athanasiu. Uh, the absolute worst plus-minus score in years. Oh, God, could you imagine our team without Athanasiu? Oh, God, what a what a crime. What a shame. No, that's not how you play the trade game. you got to lose some of it. You can't just go, oh, well, who are the worst guys on the team? There's a little bit of value. All right, throw them all on this list. And they're all first-round picks coming back. Perfect. All right. If Stevie does that, Mike, he is the greatest GM, and this is the dumbest league of GMs of all time. Not going to happen. So we don't have to worry about anointing him yet. Uh, <laughs> I just, 
Right. I mean, I think that's where I come back to the Mantha point. Uh, why is Fabry not on this list for the free press? It's just you can't you can't make real progress without taking some risks. And none of these names are risks. They're all just. Uh, yeah, I, I made my point. All right. Yeah. Mike, we've also hit our, our time limit here. We're way over because I oh, made no. myself so angry. We just get so excited. Yeah. Uh, you so, did, do you want to jump into your game or do you want to go through yeah, your question? Yeah, I want to do the I want to do the game. Okay. It's just I, I just didn't want to at, lose uh, that question if you wanted to ask it. Oh no, I was just trying to look at Cap Friendly Matt, and I, I think the last trade here to to really think about um, the Red Wings are going to have a little bit of cap space next season. Yeah. Um, it, it'll look like a lot. Um, it'll look like uh you know about thirty six million. Um, but you know you, you're going to have to factor in. You don't really have a goalie. You just have Bernier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, you haven't re-signed, uh, you know, the Manthas, the the Bertuzzi's, right. you know, potentially the Athanasius, um, and then half your defense is going to be gone. Uh, Green, Erickson, Daly, um, Biega, obviously not a big point, but I'm just saying, like, you got to factor those things in when you're building out depth. So you're, you're going to have a lot of spots you got to fill up. We've actually been uh, pegged as, uh, I don't know if you remember, you know, like uh, the Arizona Coyotes picking up uh, like Chris Pronger and Pavel Datsuk's contracts. Um, that's what I'm really, oh, that would be great. We've um, been pegged as the team that's going to take those contracts. Yeah, gobble them up. And then Which, throw in, they have to throw in a draft pick. Exactly. Yep. Um, I love that idea. It's what a lot of my favorite teams do. Um, and the other sport I like, uh, basketball. Just gobble up a shit contract and then take a, take a draft pick or two. Yeah. Um, I would love to see us be the Coyotes. But, Matt, just one last trade thing here. It's a toughie. And I think there's a potential here just because of what we are looking at draft-wise uh, next season. Uh, in this offseason, we have our first rounder, which, God, please, God, please let it be the first pick. <laughs> uh, we have our first. We have two seconds and two thirds, and then you know five, six, seven. Who gives a shit? Right. Uh, but <laughs> Matt, uh, line change question here: Would you would you be willing? <laughs> yeah. To trade Nielsen and Abdulkader, but you have to throw in at least one of our second round picks to be out of those contracts. I I think actually just coming back to the last point, I I I'm not going to try and and lose draft picks to get those contracts off the books because I. We're not, we're just not in that that realm of of winning next year. So I, we're not making the the play for like the uh, second line winger that that gives some more depth and and allows us you know whoever our second line center and that doesn't really even exist right now to to have some support or something like like we're not we're not even near that conversation yet. We're like well uh, how do we fill out uh, the fourth line like that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So I, I mean, those guys totally fill out the fourth line, and we can always play that game where they, they, oops, oh, they got a boo boo, so uh, they'll be I, out uh, for the whole season. <laughs> that's a very logical answer. I, I do want you to keep in mind that combined, those two guys make nine and a half million for right. next season, the year after, and then Nielsen is out, but you still have Abdulkader for another four point two five million. Yeah, that, that'll go down as one of the worst contracts I think in Red Wing history, and it's definitely arguable to be. I mean, like the the you know the AAV is going to come down considerably by the time that contract is up. But um, yeah, I still I don't know. 
if if we're in the conversation to pick up other teams crap heads to get draft picks i don't want to trade away our draft picks just to get that off the books especially because our second round will be better than somebody else's second round uh i that's that's my fear uh I'm not quite ready to to lose draft picks just to to drop Nielsen or Abdulkader. They are uh, 35 and 32, a combined 67 years old and 9.5 million. Woo-hoo. That's a lot of garbage. But Matt, no episode of the Discussion Five would be complete without another rousing episode of Rousing Pokemon, Yay! starring your Detroit Red Wings and head coach. Jeff Flashel back from a one-episode hiatus here where he was... I Mom's feel like he's word. been gone for a while. Mom was the word with Jeff Flashel. But he's <laughs> back on the hill here to get us ready for another exciting episode of Red Wings Hockey. Matt, are you excited to hear a cherry-pick quote on Jeff Flashel? Oh, man, I really hope it's from today's game. Unfortunately, it is not from today's game. Damn it. But All right. It is from this season. So here we go. <laughs> this is that coach Jeff Flashel talking about a beloved player on the Detroit Red Wings. Matt, your uh, dealer choice here. I guess I'm the dealer. Matt, player choice. Would you like to hear it as Michael Clank or as commentator Paul Woods? Uh, give me some Paul. Oh, that's uh, not going to be a problem at all. That's all going to be channeling minor Paul Woods and uh, going to read this quote from uh, Jeff Blaschel here that uh, Michael's had cherry-picked from Blaschel's brain. Here we go. And I quote, <laughs> I have had to say to him, you're staying off the ice at different times because he wants to go on the ice. And I've said, no, you're staying off the ice. End quote. <laughs> um... Gustav Lindstrom. He's had a pretty Ooh. short, pretty short leash. Good old short leash Lindstrom. Right. With the N. Gotta hate that. that. That is a good guess, but a wrong guess here on another Red Wing power Wait, play. I, I don't want points, but is it oh. Anthony Manta? No. Okay. 0 for 2. Matt, want right, the hat I, trick. I want points now. Is it Athanasiu? <laughs> Matt with three dingers. Off the post. No good. <laughs> you do not win our Budweiser power play seat of the game. Power Back. play. Power play. That was actually Philip Heroner himself. Oh, cool. Heronic. All right. Yeah. Well, he's so off he's, the uh, ice now after taking one to the teeth on uh, the second period. <laughs> that got him off the ice. Machine. Matt, he is the ripe age of 22, already playing in the NHL 20. 20- five minutes a game and this was a question that said is he playing too much as a screaming baby infant uh, you put him in diapies and he's on the ice a lot. Uh, diapies is diapers um, but if you're a parent you call him diapies sometimes. So hey. uh, I the Heroner was a 22 year old screaming diaper wearing defensive fiend but they keep playing him almost half of an NHL game every night and he just wants more. Blashville said basically he's got a great work ethic, but sometimes you got to look at the schedule and take him off the ice. Matt? Yes. That concludes another exciting episode Yay! of the Discussion 5. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, find us uh, at BOD Hockey if you want to follow along. I-, I feel like I had two pretty good tweets in the last couple of days. Um, and uh <laughs> 
Find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com and BrothersofDiscussion.com. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our extra-long episode of the Discussion 5. 45. Oh, this is 45 minutes. Bye, everybody. Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody